It's happy hour from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. You know, when you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is, no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, in this case, Casa Borrega. On Aretha Castle-Haley Boulevard, Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue. You can check them out on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow them in both those places, or just come on down and hang out here anytime. My guests sitting around the table here at Casa Borrega today are MC Tracheotomy. Hello, MC. Hey, how's it going? Shall I call you Tracheotomy or MC or M or Trach or what? Uh, whatever feels comfortable for you. That's usually. I like MC Tracheotomy because it's so wacky. I like Trach. Put it on out. Trach. You like yeah. Trach, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. Trach's good. Do people call you Trach? A lot of people call yeah, me Trey. They do? Okay. Well, I'm going to call you Trey because well then if Andrew and a lot of people do. I might me too. Just don't call me late. For dinner. Or ever. <laughs> really? I'm going to be late. So okay. MC Trey Godomy is a New Orleans musician and performance artist. Is that accurate? Would you call yourself a performance artist? I, I guess so, yeah. But okay. But it's not so much a thespian thing as it is yeah. uh, just a... Um, performance than without the artist yeah menagerie right well there's, there's some artistry going on in there okay there's a little touch and go so i go back with that say so stick with performance artist you could just say performer how about that performer okay one that performs. let me try this again mc trey godomy is a new orleans <laughs> musician and performer who has toured the u.s extensively and europe several times mc trey godomy has been described as and i quote a rare collage of madness highlighted by drunken-esque production <laughs> and cryptic lyrics straddling rap spoken words psychedelic rambling Prophetic stage beef hearty and wackiness, lo-fi pop, new wave operas, and the musical equivalent of a hurricane sweeping away swamp grado. What the hell is grado? It's gradu. Gradu. It's like mildew, oh. but it's you know a little, little extra. Gradu. Little lanyap with the mildew. Okay, <laughs> so gradu. it's it's spelled G R A D E A U X, but that's now that's pronounced gradu. Gradu. And what's that from? Is that like a cage? That's from thing, like Andrew? it could be behind the toilet or in the corner of the shower. Yeah. Or ah, okay. Clean up. Yeah, so that's sweet. a good description of your music. It's like sweeping, sweeping away swampy yeah, stuff like, from behind the toilet. Yeah, but like standing in one place in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to moving around in the you shower, know. right? As well as appearing on several <laughs> Quintron records and included on many compilations, MC Tracheotomy has released five full-length recordings and has got nine more on the can waiting to see the light. Really? You have nine? Yeah, man. You just keep yeah. on recording. We just keep recording. Yeah. I mean, like Frank Zappa, how many, who even knows how many albums he has that are Stashed just, away somewhere. Yeah, they just need to be mixed and mashed together. And the nature of the music is... Um, it's kind of mismatch. Yeah. Mash Why up. don't you just put them out all the time? Well, let's get on to that in a minute, shall we? Yeah, oh, yeah. Keep that as question I, number I one. You, Why don't you just you put them out all the time? Okay. <laughs> Lane Captain Levinson is with us as well. Hi, Lane. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Great. Lane Excellent. is a producer at WWNO 89.9 FM, the local NPR station in New Orleans, so she's really slumming it today. <laughs> Lane is also the managing editor of NOLAV.com, the local producer of the Moth Story Slam in New Orleans. And the co-producer of the live storytelling event, Bring Your Own. That's right. You're a busy person. Lane has accomplished all of this, plus a stint at the Essence Festival and two years as assistant publisher of Knoll Defender since moving to New Orleans from New York in 2009. Wow, you've done a lot in four years. <laughs> Leaving behind a life of a classically trained violist. That's right. I don't like to talk about it, but we Everybody's can. a musician here. Everyone around the table. Yeah. You're a classically trained violist, and you're also a lo-fi DJ yourself. That's right. Called That's DJ right. Swim Team. That's right. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the best show of all time. Yeah. Okay, DJ Swim on Team. On Mark. Meek What's MC up? Tracheotomy. Hey. All right, nice to see you. How, How did you get the name Swim Team? Um, it was just, it came in the real desire to DJ while wearing 
uh, a snorkel and a mask. <laughs> nice. I can and so that. when I started DJing, we would just wear these masks and big flippers hanging on chains and diving booties. And so it was really that, that I wanted to wear that. And then the name was, you know, came after the idea for the costume. Right. You've never had a tracheotomy though, right? <laughs> MC? What is a tracheotomy? That's when you have a hole in your throat. Yeah. Like yeah, the, well, like the, yeah, when you, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kazoo. But, yeah, it's kind of a long story. I got it. Uh, I was inspired by a guy at Brothers Three before they had uh, more than one light bulb, <laughs> and uh, I would go there. Uh, That's a bar on Magazine Street. Yeah, great right. spot. It's a great place. Yeah, it's gotten a paint job and a facelift, but um, back in the '80s, it was uh, well. I think it was like uh, three for one uh, paps for a dollar fifty between four and five fifteen or something like that. <laughs> Right, so it was a couple couple blocks away, and there was one guy that was always at the bar, and he had a little Drake wand, and uh, the television was on back when there was, you know, you could still have vertical hold problem, (laughs) and so you never could really see what's going on, so we're just kind of listening to the news, and uh, I could never tell if he was in a good mood. Uh, I mean, what he was saying about, I could just tell if he liked it or didn't like it, because it was like. And I thought, well, if uh, rap is the word of the people, I, you know, I don't really have anything to necessarily tell anybody what to do. So just try to put it out there, and hopefully people have fun. Close your eyes and just interpret. You don't, have to, you don't have to know what the lyrics are. Well, it was just preaching. a vibe. I'm not here to preach. MC, tra- <laughs> what happened to the guy with the tracheotomy? I, I wonder. I don't know. I moved. I'm, yeah, I'm moved downtown. What, uh, what's the difference between tracheotomy and tracheostomy? Is there a difference between those two? Anyone know? Is that? there a tracheostomy? I've never heard of a tracheostomy. Maybe it's, oh, maybe it's just a <laughs> mistake. Maybe there's, maybe there's no such word. Two Chris, variations on check the it procedure. Out. Okay, a, I'm going to keep going around the table. Brian Hyken is here. Hello, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Brian is the Brian Hyken behind Brian Hyken and the Wanderlust. Yes. Originally native of St. Louis, Missouri, who left college. I see you didn't say drop out of college. Left college. Well... Did you I drop out, actually? Yeah, I dropped out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dropped out of college. I took, a, I took a semester at UNO. For, uh, oh, that's the same as dropping out. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> but I came back down here. I attempted to go back, but the uh, music kept calling. So. so how long ago was that? Oh, I can read this here. It's in 2007 you dropped out. So no, you've been dropped out long enough to drop back in and get a degree by now. What's wrong with you? Uh, I don't know. I just enjoy uh, playing the old get fiddle too much and uh, can't yeah. get back to it. Who wants to go back to school after that, right? They, they, when you they, could they discover you could play the guitar. I wound up in a little bit of trouble up in uh, Columbia, Missouri, so that's why I was like... Eh. You had to get out of town quick? Yeah, something quick getaway. Mm. Hop on the train and ride. Wow. What sort of trouble were you in? <laughs> oh, nothing. Just silly little like college stuff, but... Uh, Did you kill someone? <laughs> well, I can't ad- admit that on the air, but... Uh, no one listens to the show, believe me. <laughs> There's nobody listening. You can just... You can just tell, tell MC Trey. Yeah. He's yeah. yeah. like, yeah, come on, interpret yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, well, I ended up, uh, school, school was kind of, um, I, was, I was doing marketing there, and um, I don't know, I was playing a lot of guitar, and I was kind of down because of the trouble that I was getting in, and, and I just kept on going back to the guitar, staying in my room more and more and more, and finally I was just like, you know, I really want to do something with this, but you can't do much in Columbia, Missouri. It's a small town. The really only thing that's going on there is the college. So I moved down to New Orleans on a whim and been here for about six years now. Wow. Almost six years. And uh, What happened to the trouble? Did you leave it behind you or did you bring it with you? I left it behind. Uh, there aren't many people wood. who moved to New Orleans to get out of trouble. Mm. Yeah. Usually, are they? I think here they well, kind of there's, <laughs> well, there's a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of refugees. Sort of dance freely around or you're here, doing the same things, you're just not getting in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting busted for <laughs> more tolerant. What were you actually doing, Brian? Just like drugs? 
<laughs> okay. What's no, they got like they got DWI stops everywhere. They're real. They crack down on underage drinking and and uh, oh god, really? And, you know, ridiculous. smoking a little pot in the dorms here and there. And, uh, yeah, well, that's of, nothing too serious. You're not no, going to get busted for that here. Well, you could have moved to Colorado now, of course, where mm. it's totally legal to smoke pot. Is that your biggest problem, smoking pot? Because we have a lot of pot smoking on the show. Well, I wouldn't call that a problem, though. No. <laughs> you can smoke in fact, pot Let's in bring here. out the pot. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, crack it open. Right. This is Andrew Duhon, <laughs> who, who's, uh, who travels around the world, and he comes back here. He's our happy hour troubadour, and he's back today. For Yay. For the rest of the the whole hour, right? Yeah. So, hey, Brian, you see you have put an album out already called Eyes on the Future. Only one, not like Jay with his five and nine. And the, I know, not there the yet. the bottom drawer. And you've got a second one on the way called Brian Hiking on the Wanderlust. Well, that's that, my new band. Right? Uh, the album has not been named yet. Actually, it's going to be an EP. Uh, Let's help you name it right now, shall we? Mm. Can we help? MCT? Yeah. Uh, those? Uh, what's the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, leaving that trouble behind. Mm. Welcome but to my, Leaving that pot. trouble behind. That's mm. not a bad right Break out the pot. Break up, break up. What about my favorite, which is "Welcome to My World"? Welcome to my world. Mm, I've always think that's a good one, don't you think? That's it's it's sort of it's too. like our name says it all. You could call it that. Well, the first one, Brian Hiking on the Wanderlust. Our name says it all. Yeah, it kind of rings a tiny Tim a little bit. Does well, it? Welcome to my world. Not all who wonder are yeah. lost. Hmm. Uh, that's be like a nice. Where did that come from? Um, Jesus say that? G- I, I believe he did. <laughs> did he? Really? I don't know. <laughs> That would be unlikely that I got that no, right. No. Jesus, no. Who did say not all who want? Uh, who want? What is it? I uh, lost. Not a good man named D- uh, Doug Stream said that to me once. Doug, I think it's. Walt. Is he sitting over there? He's sitting right behind me. Actually. Well, ask him where he stole it from. Doug, where did you get that from? Jeez, he looks drunk as all hell. This kid. <laughs> How I, think, <laughs> I think he got it from a little bit of weed and some alcohol and some uh, some benzos and all kinds of drugs. Okay, benzo. One, one of those calendars where you rip it off each day is one of those. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's the, on the you know, bottom of the thing. Yeah. Although, like today's inspiration. Mm-hmm. The far side. Well, right. people don't have those calendars. You get sent that as an email now. Yeah. Right. Daily, you know, mm-hmm. feel good thing. Yeah. Daily. Top owned. ten things you don't really need to know that you need to know hmm. that you don't need to know that you should already know. Yeah. If you don't, I mean, then you're not with it. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? And if you agree with it, you already knew it. So it's really kind of It's kind of pointless bullshit. <laughs> you never heard of it. Just yeah. nod your head and say yes. <laughs> right. So, MC, tell us what happened that you, I mean, I, I just know what about, I read about you online in the last, like, eight minutes. Right. You, you probably got it all. You were in the Coast right, Guard. Extra time. Yeah, I went in the Coast Guard for a little minute. What made you do a thing like that? You like uh, to save people? Well, uh, it's kind of a school issue, you know. Um, the, the city got the better of me, and uh, uh-huh. and uh, my that. grades reflected that. So uh, at the time I went in the Coast Guard, there was uh, seemed like the thing to do. So I'm like, all right, well if I can't make good grades, I might as well go jump out of a helicopter and save somebody. Yeah, what did you actually have to do in the Coast Guard? What do you do? Well, yeah, well, I didn't I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. What did you uh, What did you want to do? I wanted to jump out of helicopters and say, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like on a rope, like rappel down into the water and pull people up. Yeah, you know, yes. in a scuba suit with the boats turning over and stuff. Yeah. But I uh, wound up being a little bit different. Uh, uh, went into boot camp and I was chosen, chosen for a ceremonial honor guard, which is, you know, spinning the rifles or plated drum or whatever. Yeah. So kind of in the band. And then everybody else that went in at the same time was... Uh, had to run around and do push-ups and sweatpants and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I did pretty well. In my so I graduated second, and they you get to choose your uh, your billet station in order of how you where you placed. So uh, there was no air station in New Orleans because I had to get back here, and um, 
So they, but they advised me, oh, if you take isolated duty, you get time and a half, and you get pay and a half, and you get to pick wherever you want to go after. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. So I went uh, 50 miles past Midway Island on this little island that was a mile and a half by half a mile. I was out there for a year. Where is this exactly? It well, was 1,500 miles northwest of Honolulu. 1,500 miles northwest of Honolulu in the yeah. middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, about There's a tiny island a mile long. Yeah, and about half a mile wide. And half a <laughs> mile. <laughs> what the hell are you doing there? Okay. Well, back in the day, they used to have this thing called Loran, which is long-range aids to navigation. And uh, ships on the high seas could triangu- triangulate their, uh, mm, right. their plot. But now with GPS and all that stuff, I guess it's just a, a place for albatross and monk <laughs> seals I, I was you know in retrospect i'm glad i went because what did you de- what did you literally do all day on a mile long island with how many guys are there uh, there were 23 people total any women mm-hmm. I mean, anyone dating anybody or having sex with anybody or for a year well i guess i'm uh, i'm completely uh i'm safe with an honorable discharge but yeah there was there was definitely <laughs> it's kind of like uh the, the show mash but no one was bombing anybody it was like mash meets gilligan's island hmm kind of you know and you got your your jerky people that like oh you're you gotta be this way you gotta it's like yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere there's 20 people on a mile long island right so but there were national marine and fisheries uh people there so i i kind of in my spare time went out with them and we set uh, live fish traps to feed these um monk seal pups hmm. that came out we build a pin dump the live fish in so they can learn to fish and you know sneaking up behind a like a 500 pound seal with a jar of Lady Clairol to put a big number on it so it can bleach out in the sun. No tagging. That was good. Huh. You know. Then who's paying you? Uh, this is the United States government. The federal government pays the Coast Guard, or is it yeah, yeah, the states or what? The federal yeah, government. It's, yeah, it federal government's US paying Coast twenty Coast guys to hang out in a mile long island, do nothing except there, there feed some seals. There. there were some ladies there and too. women to feed seals for a year. Oh, well, we weren't feeding well. seals. We were making sure that uh, the Coast Guard's duty was to make sure that the signal was being sent from the tower. So we had to maintain these big diesel generators and, you know, pump water out of the ocean through osmosis units so we could have some bathing water and some drinking water. And right. Just maintain the station. The National Marine and Fisheries people were there because it was a wildlife refuge for albatross okay. and seals. And, well, I kind of migrated to the National Marine and Fisheries <laughs> tents. <laughs> and you just kept, basically the Coast Guard kept the lights on. Yeah, and, and the signal pumping out like right. Johnston Island and somewhere else. You know, it's in the middle of nowhere. So, oh, that is, uh, I don't think of it. It's like being a monk or something, other than some of the women that you yeah. have and sex with from the wildlife <laughs> and fisheries. <Yeah. laughs> a real terrible thing was they, um, some people in, I guess, Honolulu got uh, busted buying multiple cases of beer from the commissary and selling it at an inflated rate. So the, they cast a thing over the 14th district. You're only allowed two beers a day within this time frame. So we're out in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, how can that apply to us? <laughs> and so they, they, they rationed it like that, and so I started uh, ordering cases of unfiltered apple juice and, uh, and some brewer's yeast and, uh, no way. and a birth, you know, big bag of balloons for the, uh, someone's birthday, and we got some five-gallon water jugs and we made some wine out in the dunes. Killer. Put the balloon on top. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Been in New Orleans too long. Yeah, <laughs> two, beers, two beers every yeah. six hours or something. Yes, Fuck, indeed. On a mile long. Well, actually, we want to get to the story then eventually about how you uh, got here and became became a ninth ward institution musician and performer. All right. But well, first of all, let's make Brian play something, shall we? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you think? Brian has a guitar yeah. here. 
So, Brian, tell us a little bit about what you've been doing over the last six years, seven years in New Orleans. Well, um, musically, I got down here and uh, came. Didn't really know what to do. I was with my buddy. We were homeless. Didn't have a didn't have a house to live in or anything. Just my car. So we drove around for three days, and at night we just find try to find like a safe street in park and use co- clothes with coat hangers and put them up on on the sides of the windows to. Block Did you out keep the- a record of which the safe streets are? Because it'd be good to know that. Now. Well, the funny thing about that is, is we end up uh, on State Street, State and Claire. And uh, we're, we're sleeping in the car, and uh, we're like, God, man, we really got to find a place to live. Like, this is, this is killing me. <laughs> and I uh, wake up the next morning, and I see a for rent sign right in front of the house that we're sleeping on, or sleeping in front of. And uh, so I call the lady, and she's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, we're renting it out. I'm out of town, though, but the keys are underneath <laughs> this little part on the side of the house. And if you just go there, you can, you know, you sound like a nice guy. You can go take a look at it. And so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So my buddy and I go in there. It's an empty place. We're like, oh, my God home we just like hit the carpet <laughs> and lay down and that's where we made our home for the first year of living down here and then uh i moved back to st louis for just a few months because after that lease ended up i wasn't quite sure my living situation i was still pretty young like 20 and uh then i came back down six months later and uh i guess got caught up in the party scene and, and wasn't really totally devoted to music and it wasn't until 2011 probably um, that I got serious. I met up with uh, producer Chris Finney and uh, recorded Eyes on the Future at the music show with some really great musicians. Uh, Doug Belote on the drums, wow. uh, Charlie Wooten, bass guitar, uh, Paul Longstreth on uh, piano, uh, Craig Klein on trombone, Jimmy Carpenter on saxophone. They all kind of helped me accompany uh, my sound, and it was sort of a me- mix of different stuff. I mean, uh, really heavy rock songs, jazzier songs, kind of pop songs, and um, that was a really great experience, but the new the new EP that's coming out with Brian Hyken and the Wonderlust is sort of um, our sound that we have as a band, and, and it's a new sound. It's probably more if you're more of like a Black Keys, Kings of Leon sort of style of uh, if you like that stuff, you might might find this kind of cool. And and uh, my roots really come in with the with the blues guitar playing though, and that's why I picked New Orleans is because uh, my biggest roots and influences are Steve Ray Vaughan, Albert King, BB King. Um, Hendrix, a huge influence, so stuff like that, and you don't hear, in the, in the live shows you hear a lot of that bluesier guitar stuff, and I'm hoping to be able to put those kind of solos without lengthening the songs too long, where they won't be, you know, radio play length, but uh, still putting that into the music that I record um, in January at the Parlor Studio, is where I'm recording. Where is that? That's right on Chapatulis. Um, That's a safe street, by the way. <laughs> Things don't work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, recording with uh, producer Eric Heigl. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. All right, well, let's take a listen to something. Grab yeah, that guitar off the table and see if we can make this work. Okay. So what are you going to play? Look at the giant tattoo. Is that the... It's a treble clef. Treble clef on your arm there. Wow. <laughs> um, there we go. Can we How's that sound? Does that sound right? <laughs> uh, this one is an old blues song. A lot of people do it. Um, it's called In the Evening, When the Sun Goes Down. You may have heard it. Um, this one's closer towards uh, Gary Clark Jr. kind of does a version similar to this. Ray Charles does a version. But uh, this is my version. Well, in the evening Yeah, mama, son goes down in the evening 
Thanks very much. Hard to tell which one woman's going to love you the best when the sun goes down. How do you figure that out normally? <laughs> what method are you using? Uh, by how many of these uh, how many dark and stormies I have <laughs> you've had or they've had. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks, man. Very nice. Hey, Lane, why did you quit playing the viola? Well, I didn't ever think that I quit, but I went, I played all the way from when I was eight years old through. You know, I went to college, continued playing in college, which I thought was that next big step of, are you going to keep playing? Yes, I'm going to keep playing. Played in the orchestra, played in chamber groups. And then I studied abroad my junior year. Whereabouts? I went to Dakar in Senegal. 
where I studied music. You studied the viola in Senegal. I did not. Okay, this no, is no, this, this is, is turning out to be the weirdest no, show of all time. <laughs> this <laughs> is where I stopped playing the viola. This was this was actually the doom and gloom of my classical career. Senegal ended your viola. Where I learned viola. the djembe and the kora. Oh no. Which was awesome, but not. What is a djembe? Is that the? It's the drum. The drum between thing, your legs right? Yeah. Smoke yeah. pot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're back to but pot smoking already. Well, this is the quickest little story. But one day I went to St. Louis. It's actually Saint Louis, mm-hmm. but it's a different uh, city in Senegal. Different continent. Well, it's not Saint Louis, Missouri. Not Saint Louis, Missouri, where I have been and enjoy that that city a lot. But I was in Saint Louis, Senegal. Uh, okay. Walking around, it's really very similar to New Orleans. It's beautiful. There's all these Spanish influences, and all these all the houses are all these colors. And I'm walking by myself, and there's a parade going on, which again was very you know interesting. And this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Do you smoke?" And I was like, well, he was smoking a cigarette. And I said, well, no, I, I, don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. He's like, oh, do you smoke? <laughs> and, uh, and, and then he... Is this a local Senegalese guy? Yeah, this is a guy that I, I was totally by myself. And we walked back, and he was living in a bunker. He was like a military guy. <laughs> and I'm like in this bunker in right? San Luis, and he's like rolling a joint, and he's so excited. And I'm like, w- you know, what's going on? And he's like, okay, I'm going to play you this song. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's my favorite song. And I was like, okay, you know, what is this going to be, you know? Hey, what could possibly go wrong, right? You're in Senegal in a bunker. And he's like going through his compact discs, you know, and he's like going through his CDs and he pulls one out and he puts it in and I just hear, and he's playing Roxanne. Oh no! It's everybody's favorite song. Come on. And he's like, "Have you heard this?" Ah, Lord. So anyway, backtrack. That's when I stopped playing the viola. No. But yeah. So then I came back from. I went back and finished my final year in school. Were you the only white woman in Senegal? In San Louis that day. San Louis. One of the only. There are others. There are others. Is it safe to walk around by yourself? Yeah, yeah. It totally is. safe. I mean, Nothing at night I didn't walk around right. by myself, but during the day I would walk to you know the school that I was taking classes and. What classes were you taking? I was taking music classes. Um, I was taking you know some g- very general abroad esque culture and society and mm. you know microeconomics and you know the African continent and stuff like that. So it was awesome. It was an amazing experience. What were you supposed to come out of it with? With some sort of credits for your. Um, well, I, got, I just got general credits. Right. So Were I you went doing a degree in music at the time? What, sorry? You're doing a degree in music? I was getting a degree in American studies and film. So, and my, and my, so it didn't Is, really... Okay, you following this? MCT? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Trick's following. Yeah. Okay. Um, Brian, are you with it? You're like... Oh, yeah. It okay. starts with the snorkel. She graduated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yeah. I'm so lost. <laughs> where, where, where does the viola come into it? Though? So the viola, I left the viola when I went abroad. I left oh, I see. it, you came just back, y- didn't play it again, oh and then gosh. moved down here, didn't bring it, and kind of developed that complex of like, wow, I haven't taken the viola out of the case in a year. Wow, I haven't taken the viola out of the case in two years. And that fear of taking it out and not knowing mm. how to play something that I used to know so well. And then mm. I finally you know, flew back to New York where my family lives, brought it down as the first step of like, I'm going to reapproach this. And then didn't open it again for another year. And oh. when I did finally open it, it wasn't it was in, in there. Like, no, it was, but it was in like five pieces because ah. of the humidity. Oh, <laughs> so like the net, you know, the bridge was off, and the like fingerboard was over there, and it was just like uh, just another setback. So I'm still in the process of reapproaching my. So you haven't played yeah. the viola in a long, long time. Yeah, in five years. 
Boy, I bet that was heartbreaking opening up that case. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like, I opened it up to be like, I'm going to stand here right. and play Jam. it right now. Oh, and man. it was in six pieces. Denied. It's like Shakespearean tragic love story <laughs> stuff right there. It was, I mean, Oof. yeah, this is the, I mean, mm. it feels good to talk about it though. Yeah. It does? <laughs> well, we've got a viola right here. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if we really had one? What did you play? You were classical. Well, so I, yeah, so I played classical. Yeah, I played in an orchestra, and then I right. just played like solo. Unfortunately, often with, when you are a violist and you play solo music, you're actually playing violin music repurposed for mm. the viola. So other than the size, is it the same? Well, the violin stuff? has E, A, D, G strings, yeah. and the viola has A, D, G, C strings. Interesting. Oh, so, so we go one world. lower, they right. go one higher, and we don't read in treble clef. We read in the bass clef, but but, but the intervals are the same, so you could have the same. Yes, and then and, and then you go into the treble clef to go higher. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, climb up the A to get into the E string, so to speak. Oh. You know, so. Man, that sounds like a complex instrument. Yeah, is it's there very complex. Is that why most people don't pick it up? And most people play That's, the well, violin. Well, yeah, there's a lot of jokes around it. You know, we get I mean, we really get what's we're a really good viola a joke? Jokes. It's a sophisticated instrument. You know, what's the difference between a viola and a violin? Viola takes longer to burn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And they're they're, they're, they're bad more? jokes. They're <laughs> 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 there might be a better one though, right? There, yeah. yeah, there might be, but you know, I'm not usually the teller yeah, of yeah, the viola joke. So you've given. So, are you ever going to get? I mean, do you have a hankering no, I to really? I, what I've decided. You need some glue. I need some glue. And actually, I should ask you guys if you know good like repair shops. Oh, but Sal Giardino yes. on Metairie Road is the guy. So Great. Sal Giardino on Metairie Road is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of four musicians agree. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I'm going, seriously. But no, so what I decided was I can't try to jump right back into classical. Uh, it will Cajun. be a little bit too. So yeah, I'm, I might try some of the newer forms that I've been you know, exposed to more frequently in this city. You could I, know, be I know a real weirdo guy that... Uh, plays with me and he's a uh, classical celloist I'm, I'm sure he loved to rock some new styles cool cool who's that Jay? Uh, his name's uh brian he works down at uh, euclid records he's one of the mm -hmm. one of the guys down there awesome he, he gets bent that's good stuff <laughs> nice cool okay and do you play anything besides the guitar uh harmonica up anything um harmonica you play mm -hmm. that yes i know that <laughs> um i got a piano in my room that uh it, it's really excellent at holding folded clothes <laughs> but yeah, so I got far. one of those too. Yeah. So you have a piano as well, Brian? Yeah, but it just doesn't. Just it's not the adapter for it. It's a little electric piano. It just isn't working, and it's sitting on a, a bench press set. So it's just <laughs> sitting. <laughs> it's always the bench press, isn't it? That's you know. And uh, it's more. It's at this point, it's almost more for show. Although I, I would play it if if the adapter worked. I'm just lazy and don't can't need right. to order the special adapter for the thing. But mm. I do put clothes, and it gets shit piled up on it. So, Lane, what'd you come here for to New Orleans? Not to play the viola? Not, not to play for the music. Viola, not for music. So, what drove you? Well, you know, actually, partly it was for music because I was interested in doing something music related and I got a job working with a live event production company that put on music festivals. And Are you allowed to say the name or is it? Ray, ha Ray Hutch Entertainment. Oh, we can't say that. <laughs> you got a job working for Steve Ray Hutch. Well, that's a great Steve place to Ray start Hutch. when you that's came right. to town. That's right. But how'd I mean, how did you get that job? I got. Uh, I applied. I I applied for a, this job. <laughs> so fashion. Uh, I've never heard of that before. Have you? <laughs> no, you know I thought you had to know no, somebody. They were a very small operation for a long time. They really basically only had like production wing and operations wing, and then they hired this guy Stefan Bees 
who was their first ever in-house designer. And so they needed an assistant to the production designer because it was a new kind of, you know, department in the company. And I had absolutely no experience in design. Perfect, right? So I applied. Yeah. And you <laughs> and, got the and job. I That's got perverse. The job, came down and worked and worked there for a little over a year and it really had nothing to do with music. You so. no, but you worked at Rehaj Entertainment for a year. Yes, correct. What did you do? Essence or Essence Festival, Voodoo Festival. Then right after I moved here, like five months after I moved here, they sent me to New York for five months, which is where I had escaped from. <laughs> so right. that was not. Uh, so how ideal. did you get? How did you get onto producing stories? Tell, I mean, radio on the radio. Yeah, well, in college I had a radio show, which I loved, you know, as DJ Swim Team. Um, <laughs> and I, when I in my film you know major we had to concentrate on something technical so you know usually you do screenwriting or editing or you know you directing and there was also sound design and so I did my technical concentration in sound design and just became totally obsessed with audio editing and knew that I loved sound design and audio production and I already loved radio and so I just that was like the one thing that I could do for hours on end without stopping you know and so then I came down here, tried to get a job at NPR, no to no avail, to no avail, to no avail, and. Um, so you stopped asking to be paid, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, suddenly, suddenly you start working I at WWN. job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So then, yeah. So then, um, two two friends and I, we we run Bring Your Own, which is a live storytelling event where the idea was just, you know, everyone is a musician or a DJ or a filmmaker or whoever they are, but they all know how to do this one very fundamental basic thing, which is stand up and tell a story. So you just started Bring Your Own, which is Bring Your Own Story, it's short for, I suppose, Bring right? Your Own, yeah. And actually, well, Liam Pierce, who's the, one of the other organizers, he did the first two, and I went to them, and he just threw them up in a backyard in the Maroney. There were like, you know, 40 people that came, and I went, because he was a friend, and I was very interested in this idea, and I said to him, you know, I want to do this with you, and I want to record them, and I think that we can have, you know, an audio element here, because they, it was all event, you know, it was all the live event, which is really magical, but I thought, hey, let's also, you know, record right. these and capture well, these. That's what the Moth Radio Hour has been for the last how many yeah, years? So, yeah. so it's basically you just ripped them off. Yeah, basically. So, <laughs> it's the, and now the funny thing is that you're producing the Moth and, and your own that's right. show. So <laughs> and they know that, so, you know. Well, they obviously know, because it's on, it's on WW, they're both on WW, right, you know. Right. Is the Moth, yeah, the Moth original Well, the Moth, moth actually, the Moth Radio Hour is. Yeah, but so the they, New Orleans version is not yet, right? The New Orleans is. It it's is. It's a bi-weekly both podcast on WWNO. It's a podcast only, it's not on the actual. It's on the air too, it airs every okay. other week on all things New Orleans. Okay. Yeah. So you have two competing shows on the same station. Yeah. <laughs> you produce the Moth Radio Hour in New well, Orleans. No, no, no. The, and uh, you produce right. Bring Your Own. Yeah. The, the What's the difference between them? So the Moth, uh, he, for in terms, the Moth is a story slam that, you know, they have the Radio Hour where it's a national show that st any NPR member station can pick up and decide that they want to run it on their station and the best stories from all over the country are chosen to be on that hour on that radio show but the moth story slam just started here three months ago and that is very much an event and 10 people get up and put their name in a hat they get shows and they tell a five-minute story those stories don't go on air mm. maybe if that story is amazing that story will get selected to be part of the moth radio hour 
Um, but it's always at one place. It's at Cafe Assemble once a month. So you're back to just doing a live event, which you initially decided was a waste of time. That's right. But <laughs> what's up with that? Then? <laughs> no, How did no, you get back to the that? Moth, no, the Moth is great. I mean, I. Yeah, it's great. But it's, you're not recording. You are recording them, but you're not playing them anymore. Right. Well, well what's great, what's nice for me is, you know, I, I like being a producer for the Moth event and I like being a producer for Bring Your Own because that is where I'm also going home and listening to the stories and editing them down and making them sound you know, better and more interesting and more ready for other people to listen to again and again. Mm. And so it's actually very different um, in terms of that right. audio audio. What happens to the stories that people tell at the moth at Cafe Istanbul once a month? What happens to those? I don't know. They get sent into this vacuum of... Do you send them what off kind to of the stories <laughs> are they? We ship them off and, you know, it's like when you go to the bank and you're just like... <laughs> I love you put them in that thing. thing. I love those things. We're going to be able to get in one of those and go across <laughs> the country, I think, at that's, some point. That's how the moth so. does it, though. Seriously. Yeah. But so you send these stories from the moth at Cafe Istanbul yeah, off we, to the moth yeah, headquarters. Yeah, and, and then I have no idea what happens to them after that. Are they ever going to use them or anything? I think, you know, they vet them. And if they're good, then they can go into the moth radio hour. Right. right. But, okay, but if you want to hear yourself on the radio in New Orleans tell a story, Come you to need to go own. to bring your own, <laughs> right. which is your your thing, which is at right. different places, right? You yeah. do it mostly yeah. outdoors? It's mostly outdoors. Every month we choose a different place. And so what's kind of cool is that we take these what are normally like private pieces of real estate they could be someone's courtyard or backyard or maybe it's you know a bookstore that's usually closed at 7 p.m that opens and stays open till 11 and so we kind of unlock these spaces in new orleans that people may have never even been to and usually actually are not allowed to mm. enter and we create this um temporary one night only venue for these events oh cool you so. could do it at uh, mc track yeah, house come do it at the pearl i would love to i would love to, yeah, would love to. only if your dj is swim team <laughs> nice come on your snorkel <laughs> hell yeah in between yeah, stories amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. amazing well i got a question about the the random uh picking for the for the moth yes. stories right yes. so everybody puts their name in a hat why not, uh, you know, convert the open mic, you know, randomness into, you know, slightly screen showcase sort of thing? Because you got to think some stories that are really great are kind of not getting right. missed by chance. Well, or you know, like. that's what that's what we do at Bring Your Own. But what's interesting about like what Grant's saying for the moth, I have really zero no control, creative control, yeah. zero. I am I am implementing someone else's, yeah. you know, baby, and that's and that's fine. But for Bring Your Own, the way that we do it is you email beforehand, right. and you say I want to tell a story, and then we kind of talk about it. So yeah. it's not this random pull out of the hat. Dude, yeah. Um, but we leave one space open for that guy or that girl who during halftime or intermission or whatever is just like either gets really drunk or either gets really inspired or Perfect. maybe it's both and they say I want to be you know the wild card we call it and they say I want to tell a story in the second half and then we choose one wild card so seven storytellers are you know pre-vetted before um, we don't know what they're going to tell but they sign up before that's as much as vetting we do and then one slot is left open for the night of for anyone who really feels just inspired have you been surprised at how popular it is I have been surprised in terms of the numbers I mean it like you know like i said it started with like 40 people in a backyard and we don't have a facebook page we don't have a twitter we don't have you know we're not we have an email list serve and that's it and we have a website where we air where we you know post our our stories on soundcloud but what's the website you know, called cool. it's called bringyourownstories.com so you know it's free which is another difference you know the moth charges $8 you know and we hope and plan for the bring your own event to always be free but that's pretty much it. And so, yeah, the numbers now, it's like we get, you know. It's huge. It's, it's huge. Wi wildly popular. It's, it's yeah, people, and, and it's great. I mean, and, it's, and the way that people find out about it is word of mouth as, as we 
intended it for to it's be. It's amazing again. that you can be successful without a Twitter account. Right? This is Have you ever heard of anything proof. like that, Trey? This is proof. I don't, I don't have a Twitter. See? You I'm, don't have Twitter? Facebook? I have a Twitter, you don't but I don't use it. Oh, Brian, you know, really I've been trying. I've really my my social media skills have have sli- have been getting better and better. I've been I've been working harder. You at need it. to work a little bit harder still, though. I do because I, I, I did spend about ten minutes this afternoon looking for something about you to say. Yeah. I couldn't find one thing on the World Wide Web about you. Well, funny that you mentioned it. I it had is. to take down a website because I got and here's one of the stories. Uh, I was driving down New Orleans in Benefit about four years ago, and I get T-boned by an off-duty police officer. And uh, so I was in the middle of a, a major lawsuit because he was trying to sue me, saying that I, like, turned into him or something like that, and that, that he didn't actually T-bone me and, that, and this whole thing. So for the purpose of the jury and everything, I actually had to take down my, my web page and only leave up my Facebook and take down certain things in case somebody on the jury were to get on it and be like, oh, I don't like this guy, he's a dropout musician. Did your attorney advise you to do that? Yeah, my attorney advised me to do that, and I've just yet to put it back up. Well, who who won the case in the end? Well, the case is still going on, but I think we're going to come out, and it's with my insurance, so no money would have to come out of my pocket if I lost, but I don't think I'm going to lose. How long? long, (laughs) No one thinks they're going to lose. How long have, uh, have you had your website down, then? Uh, over this T-boning like, event. Oh, maybe four months now, three oh, months Oh, that's now. all. It's okay. tough, yeah. I mean, so I, I'm using the Facebook fan page right now as the main uh, promoter, but I'm hoping um, by the new year, you know, because obviously I want it up for the album, you know, for the, the EP that's coming out with the One to Lust, uh, to have that out there. And, and right. It's uh, through uh, Zoogle is the, the host that lets me. It's, it's a great website. You just buy the thing every year and then it, it's great for formatting pictures and it has everything set up and it's really easy to navigate it's called band zoogle band zoogle what's your what stuff is you on track you're on just on put your stuff on soundcloud oh there, yeah, there's some stuff up there let's take a listen to one of your tracks uh, i was going to say right. we should just listen to let me explain is that okay with you that's good that's that's a song about um thinking it's a good idea to ingest lsd before you go on a blind date Nice. <laughs> Which side do you come down on that one? No, we have you to listen. L- listen to the narrative. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Oh my goodness! Nice job! Nice job! Yeah, that was uh, that was mastered by uh, uh, D.L. Parker, and uh, the, the extra voice in there is um, a guy who'll be in town uh, Sunday night at Siberia. It does imagine the band, good friend uh, uh, Eric Pearson. He's he's born and raised in New Orleans, but lives in Los Angeles now. So what's and, uh, going on that track? What, what, you on what, the drums? what are you playing? Yeah. Well, it's all it's all a matter of uh, layering and programming. It's all built on the computer from uh, whether it's samples of stuff or uh, drum machines and a lot of vocals with a lot of extra effects on multiple vocals and are you doing the vocals mostly or that you and and the other guy ep yeah he EP. was uh, going as the zodiac man on and uh, and in the, in the trick sets he's, he's the zodiac man the feared zodiac man never caught so you have a live band that does this stuff live o oftentimes there's a full band whether you know drummer guy playing samples a dj bass guitar sometimes horns and sometimes it's just me with the backing track which i wrote and you know built with right you know lefty arranging stuff like taking all the stuff in my brain and going like, let's try this and uh it works out so sometimes i can just do it as a um glorified karaoke or i can <laughs> have the the backing tracks that a dj is scratching the beats and then different right levels of augmentation all the way down to no dj at all it's all just live hmm. but then you know it takes on kind of rock category you know sort of a rock face and how it goes to full band how are you getting the idea across to people do you like have rehearsals or you have a bunch of like-minded yes well i started off just doing it solo and then uh different musicians came and said oh man i love that track man we should do that live man we should do that live <laughs> Like all right, come over. Here's here's your here's your rehearsal CD. <laughs> <laughs> I see you at the house, and then we just go through it, and then it, you know they take on new arrangements and that sort of thing. Where, well, fortunately, working with uh, like uh, Eltonios, who's got Hell or High Water tattoo on guitar and bass, we got a whole album of stuff that's just like duet, more kind of like uh, not really country, but like kind of like rock. With always with the cycle. Not really country is a good description, probably. Right? Yeah, but it's like rock, but it's not. I don't know. It's 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 just got a different feel to it because of his influence and right. where where the two of us met. I mean, it's still out in the left field, but uh, it's, it's. So, so yeah. you're one of these people who we've we've met a few of these people on the show over the last year or two, where not they're not household names in New Orleans like right. you, but you have a, a cult following around the country and around the world. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you're, you're, you're bigger outside of New Orleans than you are in New Orleans. Yeah, well, that that happened to all the great ones. <laughs> 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 Maybe they'll like me when I'm dead. Mm. What what happens here, though, that people don't get this stuff? There's are so are you too wacky for New Orleans? I, I think hard people just aren't really... I mean, it's it's a lot to get your head around. I mean, I, I give it that. It's not it's in no means, by no means conventional, but people that are in town that are out to have a good time and are kind of getting past it who's watching me dance they love it you know it's dance music yeah you know sometimes it's sleeping music i mean depending on which which recording you got 
You know, some people like there's one called uh, With Love from Tahiti, which you can get all this stuff at Euclid Records downtown um, on Desire and Charter Street. Um, but it's called With Love from Tahiti, and it's uh, my tribute to the baby making music makers. Hmm. So it's kind baby of making. Like, I know my well, yeah, it's baby making music. It's, you know, it's just kind of like practicing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really going for the the whole manger thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it's a tribute to that's romantic to Barry White, Al Green, <laughs> Ov Wright, you know Isaac Hayes, all the all the people. They just have a dog like this, and I'm like, oh, right. you know, and it's like you don't really say none. And it, that's kind of designed to. Uh, it's 58 minutes long, and because uh, <laughs> you're 60 minute man. Well, if you know, if you're if you're one of the type that, you know, you like to have your fun in a in a one hour motel, you got a minute to check in, a minute to check out. All right. Okay, nice. But it's also designed that you can push repeat because it ends the way it starts, so you can stay and play all day. You know, uh-huh. put the speaker under the bed, turn all the treble off, crank the bass up, call order room service, whatever. That's an awesome idea. It's called With Love From Tahiti. With Love From Tahiti. Now, yeah. that's a good title for your I'm, album as well, Brian. With I think I'm going to do this. Uh, I got a birthday coming up, and I'm going to get a motel and uh, get my girl. And we're gonna yeah. Do it. Can you still get the, can you still still get get the rooms by the hour? <laughs> can you still get rooms by the hour in New Orleans? I, I think on Airline it. Highway, maybe. You still They're still going? Sugar Bowl, man. <laughs> I don't know. That would I be mean, a good. Jerry Swagger did. He did. That was probably the last person we heard about getting a room by the I haven't seen those for They're out there. They're still going. I think Tulane Avenue. That's a great too. idea. Well, that, that turns into airlines, so you know, the extended yeah. strip. Yeah. La Petite, La Petite Motel, I think. So are you playing in New Orleans much at all? Um, well the next time I'm playing in New Orleans it's with uh, this punk rock band that asked me to do vocals and that's the same Sunday night at Siberia with there's a whole bunch of bands that night. Um Dyrots by Polaroid, um, Heavy Lids, Imagine the Band, Patient Zero, and I think they, uh, there's a band from Austin coming in whose name I don't know, and uh, the Hard Hat DJ team. So it's going to be a, a, a long night. night. Yeah. People listen to this show like for years later, so if they listen to it in 2013 or 14, what, what date are we talking about? Oh, this is uh, December the 22nd. Uh, oh, that's uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. December the 22nd, 2013. If you listen to the show before that, it's a Sunday night down at right, Siberia. This, and if you're in New Orleans, come down to Siberia. If you're, you know, you know, want to get in the mosh pit and, you know, dance yeah. around. Otherwise, we can listen to your stuff on SoundCloud. We can find that's where we found right, that. Right, MC Tracheotomy. And right. Tracheotomy is T-R-A-C-H-I-O. Right, I-O. Not like the procedure, just so it would stand out. Because I Googled it first. And yeah. it came up as like all the medical procedures, so I, I switched it and put the little Italian I in there. Oh, so tracheotomy <laughs> from the like the trachea is an E. Right, trach yeah, yo. Oh, okay. Yo. Ah, so Instead tracheotomy is the Italian. The, yeah, the version. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my outer space uh, Italian version. Right. Yeah. Alter ego. The uh, Italian. Brothers, Brothers three version. Italian. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Give me another thirty beers. Okay, so Andrew, do you feel like playing something? I think we need to. Uh, yeah, glad to do it. I'll what, grab do the guitar think, and what are you thinking of playing? Talk amongst yourselves. I'm not sure yet, but when I get the guitar. Okay. Good. What, this is Lane's part. Lane, you're, you're producing partners here. Come say a quick hello before <laughs> Andrew comes. Hey, who are you? Uh, I'm Liam Pierce and very late, apparently. Well, that's okay. <laughs> apologies. No, you just come say a quick hi and then we're going to kick you out again. Sure. All right, <laughs> let's do it. So, yeah, so you, you're the person who came up with this idea originally for uh, the... Yes. For yeah. the uh, Bring Your Own Stories. Mm-hmm. And um, how did you come up with the idea? Did you just rip off the moth as well? Or? <laughs> 
basically. Or did you think that was your original idea? No, I, I think that uh, I think that had a couple of elements. It was a bit of a combination of, of what I had done at the Moth. I'd been in the oh, Moth. You were working at the Moth? I, I wasn't working for the Moth, but I'd, I'd participated a little bit in New York City. Uh-huh, um, I see. And I also worked for StoryCorps as well. And so I, I saw two different elements of storytelling in, in that uh, in those two uh, events that I enjoyed. Okay, so StoryCorps is a thing that you hear on the like morning edition on NPR. That's yeah. where I've heard it. You start crying every time. Yeah, yeah. That they take some story <laughs> that obviously was like an hour long, <laughs> and they yeah, yeah. My mom had <laughs> cancer, and I took her to the chemo, and wasn't that great, mom? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Brenda Smith died three weeks after we yeah, recorded exactly. this. Like, oh and they put that coal miner song <laughs> on. Like, <yeah. laughs> they they, they uh, find your heartstrings and play it like an upright bass. You know, it's just so it's you you worked on that show. You, did you edit those stories down? Um, I didn't ed- do much of the editing. I was actually an interviewer, so I would sit in on recordings and would would ask questions of people. And oh, what a great gig! Oh, so you awesome. got to hear those stories live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how many of them do they have to go through to find the ones that are so emotional? I mean, that's kind of tricky. That's that's something you'd see a lot of ones. A lot of them would get emotional, but you wouldn't really understand how it was emotional. You'd just see a couple people crying after mentioning, like, an old dog or something like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't, then it weren't all as climactic as, you know, you'd expect. Well, that's what I mean. What's the ratio? How many do you have to record to get uh, one of I'd these tearjerkers? I'd say, uh, they say one... Uh, less than 1% of the stories. 1%, okay. Yeah. So if we only had to do 1% of these shows that were any good, we'd have to do like one every two years to do a good show. <laughs> yeah. Well, this yeah. might be it. Who knows? Yeah, we'll well, I only showed up for 1% of poll. the time, so I better, better know. There you it. go. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to kick you Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Good to meet you. Though. That, was, you that was worth it. <laughs> we'll grab another mic in a minute. Okay. Andrew, come on back. Whoa. It's okay. It's <laughs> so what did you decide to do? Uh, I'm going to do a song. Uh, it's called Hold Me, Babe. Well, I'm tired of holding old memories. If I want to hold on to you It's when the night blows cold That old memory to hold That don't keep me as warm as you do But I'm sure that you got your own story But a man you can't seem to cut loose yeah, babe, I know the pain And it don't go away So hold me, babe And I'll hold on to you We'll hold out for dear love We'll hold on for dear life Cause this dear life is cruel so hold me, babe, and I'll hold on to you. Nobody's as sure as they're pretending. I can't dance, I just shuffle my shoes. But I know it'd make you smile if we went dancing for a while. 
So hold me, babe, and I'll hold on to you Now I'm all torn up on sad songs and whiskey You taste like smoke and perfume well, Blame it all on me If it helps you to sleep Just hold me, babe I'll hold on to you And I'll hold out for dear love And we'll hold on for dear life But this dear life is cruel So hold me, babe And I'll hold on to you Hold on to me, babe Now hold on to you. Duhan, back in town. Okay, everybody, we've almost reached the end of happy hour. Damn. It's a whole hour. just wasted. Before yeah. it's over, I need to say that no one yes. can see this, but I love Trake's mock turtleneck that he's right. rocking. It's my favorite style of shirt. Yeah, yeah. and it's hiding yeah. his tracheotomy. Hiding yeah. your tracheotomy. You didn't hiding even know. Up, hiding up. Well, you never, it's hot during the day and tonight it could get a lot <laughs> It's actually really that. warm today for December. It's warm in here. What right, is a mock turtleneck? This is a mock turtleneck. What's well, an actual turtleneck? It, 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 it turns it's over. Then, yeah, oh. it's longer so that can you, you fold, fold it in. But so you can pull it all the way up like Mort from Bazooka Joe. That's right. Okay, so why uh, why aren't you wearing one? Why? I have one at home, but I usually I sometimes I wear it to sleep. So he's he's doing it loud and proud yeah, on I'm the daylight. I'm ready to go to sleep at any minute. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you're always ready to sleep. You never know when you might have to, right? You never know when you're, you're going to get to again. These aren't your pajamas you, you, you <laughs> no, no, wore no, to the no, show, no. right? No, no, no. I came uh, straight from work, actually. So What do you do at work? Uh, I paint Mardi Gras floats over on Bordeaux Street for Proteus and Momus. Proteus? Yeah. Which one is that? Is that on? That's the one with the big fish. That's what night is that? Was that Friday night? No, it's Monday night. Monday night. Okay. So who makes those? What company? Uh, it's called Royal Artists. And that's uh, the very. That's the beautiful floats, isn't it? Yeah, it's all you know. They're stretched with canvas, and they're all hand painted, and um, they're on the old old wheels. I yeah. think they used to be Civil War ammunition carts or something before they built floats on them. So you do that? You do. All day? I mean, not all day, but every day. It's a job. But twenty. Yeah, we, we, yeah, and also uh, I cut some food down at Green Goddess, which is on Exchange Alley, fantastic restaurant. Mm. Paul R.T. owns that. Who is also the drummer in uh, Guitar Lightning and the Dirats mm. bands. You know, it's a it's a musical world. Yeah. That's yes, have that's a day job. A couple. <laughs> a couple of day jobs. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. The the floats, it's it's fantastic. You know, you're you're part of something that millions of people see, even if they don't make it. Mm. And um, you know, it's it's about nine months out of the year, as far as my part goes. And uh, the guy that owns it's awesome. I I met him in uh, Italy on a crash worship tour in mid '90s sometime. So yeah, it's it's a very 
tight-knit family kind of That's deal. Cool. And it's every year they get white, torn down, whited out, repainted. So Start over. Yeah, yeah. Wow. MC Not going to mention the, the, yes. the competition, but they, they don't redo this stuff every year. <laughs> they clean the floats off. and They just hose them down and put them back the out. Change the bulbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, they're beautiful, those, those parades. Yeah, the it's, and it's, really, it's, it's a real monograph. I don't have to worry about where to store the canvases. It's quite cathartic. That's cool. Well, thanks for joining us, MC Tracheotomy. It's great to have you. And Brian as well, Brian Hyken and the Wanderlust album coming out in February of 2014. We got a show at Gasa Gasa on January 10th, Friday. Okay. uh, Next month. So, if you're all around, come on out and take a listen. Okay. For uh, Elizabeth uh, Cope. That's Gasa Gasa on Ferret Street. Yes. January 10th, 2014. We have to make clear about Uh, it. January 10th on a Friday night. All right. And Lane Captain Levison, thanks for joining us as well. Yeah, thank you so much. The name of the website is bringyourownstories.com. That's to right, find and we're actually we're having our first ever party, which it won't be a typical storytelling event. It's just really to have a party uh, on January 17th at the Aquarium Gallery in the Bywater, which is on Rampart Street in Montague. So come oh, out for that. So it's just a party. Just a party. There may be... For no reason. What day? Well, it's a, for, for celebrating Bring Your Own and all the people that that help us and all the people that come and you know we've we've it's free we always want to keep it free and so this is hey you're invited to, to a party you said the, 17th? the 17th in january all right so we'll be in carnival it. season already too so yeah Not no it's enough. it's kicking it off so okay come out all right thanks very much though yeah, don't think anyone's you. ever invited all that listens to a party everyone oh, is invited excellent. to this party <laughs> <Awesome>. actually <laughs> okay and <laughs> if you come to my show and you've heard about it through this station i'll put you in the guest list and you won't have to pay for, for that free either. for free so show up at gusset guys on january friday and say that 10th. you listen to this station so you heard it on happy hour and you're in for nothing That's in right. for nothing and contact you on the facebook page right because you don't have a website yet yeah on the, and for like another like few weeks until you win the court case against the Cop. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I don't even know if I should be talking about it. No, uh, well, what's, what's the cop's name? I wouldn't mention that at least. No, uh, I'm not your lawyer, but I wouldn't advise you to no, say no, the guy's no. name. I thought it was kind of redundant when he said off-duty. Yeah, off-duty. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's, I'm yeah. just kidding. I love the New Orleans police. <laughs> just remember that, yes. And MC Trake ought to be your real name so they can look that up, right? So if kids you get pulled yeah, over, I mean, it's on your yeah, license, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, well, I absolutely. walk everywhere I go. So. <laughs> right. Good. Good thinking. Andrew Duhon as well has been here today. Thanks for joining us. That's Happy Hour. Our producer of the show is Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and the theme song that you're currently listening to was written by and is being played by as well. Mitch Foreman, the fabulous audio quality of this show, is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more information about all that. If you'd like to be on our show, and you can stay upright for approximately 60 minutes sitting around a table at Casa Borrega. Our address is on our website. Drop us a line. Our website is where you can also find plenty of other happy hour shows as well as other shows we make. Out to lunch with Peter Rusciutti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pagic. True to the game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Vietnam are our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with the Vietnamese Terry Gross, Kim Vu, and Midnight Menu Plus One. 
with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media. You can find us on all of them. We're called It's New Orleans. If you listen to this on iTunes or Stitcher or some other podcast app, thank you for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us. That apparently does help other people find us. The show was recorded live today at Casa Borrega, the beautiful Latin American jazz bar, which is also a restaurant with awesome food. It's getting all sorts of great reviews, by the way, since we started coming out. I don't think we had anything to do with that. You can follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well. Casa Borrega is on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard, the central city in New Orleans. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, Graham DuPont, everyone back at INO and around the table here at Casa Borrega. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour.